Did you know about this one, Nancy? On the Upper East Side, animal lovers say nets are harming pigeons and other birds. A system of scaffolding netting, trapping and harming these baby birds. Birds. Nancy, can we do anything about this? What can we do here? Well, they are already trying to, um, you know, they spoke to the company. The company is now agreeing to take down the, the uh, netting and then put up more appropriate ones. But, you know, everyone's still worried that the, the little baby pigeons are going to get in and actually um, die from lack of food, which is what's going on right now. They're being trapped within the scaffolding. Uh, and I mean, by the way, just look outside our window. The owners of this building, which is not John Katzmatidis because he is the pigeon lover extraordinaire. He actually feeds the pigeons outside. Look, they got spikes. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of the buildings do. They got spikes. They got some spikes. That impales the pigeons. Well, they know not to land there, I think. Yeah, but still, some do. If you want to scare off the pigeons because you view them as rats with wings, which some people do. Nancy loves them. I love them. John Katzmatidis loves them. Just put up plastic owls. They will not come anywhere near an owl. Do it safely. So that the pigeons do not end up getting impaled. I mean, that's yeah. I think it should cool. be. Uh, yeah, I think it should be illegal that they actually permit something to go up that they know is maiming pigeons, and then the pigeons Spikes. walk. Yeah, <laughs> they... spikes. Yeah. And by the way, also on this Valentine's Day, I'm looking at two lovebirds yes, here. Yeah, yeah. And Nancy, I just want to say how sorry I am. Curtis said this morning on Sid and Friends in the Morning that he's giving up sex for Lent. And let me just say how sorry I am that you know you're forced to sleep alone in your bed on this Valentine's Day because Curtis is out on the couch, whether it's Lent or scabies that's keeping you guys apart. I truly am sorry about well, that. Well, wait a second. Don't, don't give me that heartfelt, uh, I'm sorry. You know I have scabies. <laughs> it is infectious. That's why I wear this big coat. Well, that's why I'm saying sorry to Nancy. I feel badly I for her. I cannot sleep with Nancy because then she'll get scabies. Exactly. So it's like the Dick Van Dyke show. Remember when... What was that? Mary, Mary Tyler Moore would sleep in one bed in White Plains, remember? And Dick Van Dyke would sleep in the well, other no, bed. I think 50 we're, style. No, we're a little too late for that. I've been exposed like a thousand times over, so there really is no point to separate anymore. So I, I'd say that we're going to we're gonna nix that uh, resolution you made, Karen. Oh, wait, wait, wait a second. Right. Hold on. I am an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. Then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. I vowed on the most powerful radio station in the nation, the number one show in the nation, Sid Rosenberg in the morning with friends, that I would abstain from sex till the night of Good Friday into Good Saturday. Yeah, but that's, and then that's before so. I started talking to you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. We'll take wow. care of that. Curtis, I think you're getting overruled here. Well, well wait a second. Well, see, I got to be very nice. Look, look, look at what I'm doing. Oh, oh he's got at, a oh, gift. See this. A little present. See this for you. The best thing that ever happened to me in my whole life here, James Flippin. Oh, thank you, Curtis. The best thing, my my Valentine, Nancy. Thank oh, you. see, look, look here, look here. Yeah. Aw, and they did. In fact, that was not just a sound effect. <laughs> see, see, I don't throw nickels around like manhole covers, like some people suggest. I do have a little empathy, sympathy. Yes. And especially on Valentine's Day, which, by the way, is St. Valentine's Day. It's named after a saint. So I know you're a wasp. You don't believe in that. But today I'm Catholic because it is Ash Wednesday. Remember, I'm an AMP Catholic. Ash is on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. And remember, refer to it as St. Valentine's Day. Well, the Department of Health actually, on, on the eve of Valentine's Day, <clears throat> released a report that apparently sexually transmitted infections are spiking in New York. So, uh, 
you know, keep that in mind I, tonight when you're celebrating. I saw that. I, apparently, they're attributing that to the rise of Tinder and these other apps that help people get together. And then they said that people were so <clears throat> pent up from COVID that all of a sudden it's like you just like let the gate open and they yeah. went crazy. Well, you know what? <laughs> because I am the number two rated uh, program at this station, second only to sit in the morning on this rip and read. Now joined by Nancy twice a week, right? Tuesdays and Thursdays and Wednesday today, special day because it is St. Valentine's Day. I must set the example for the rest of the community. That's why abstain from sex. Keep your rocket in your pocket, and this way you will not spread sexually transmitted diseases, STDs. We're good. We're married. <laughs> that's, that's true, but for Lent. We're it's okay. just for Lent. I, this Lent's way, a long time. I can talk about it every day. You know, how do as days, I say. Wait, how many as, days is Lent? What we no, guess? no, no. If it's more than 24 hours, we'll have to rethink this thing. <laughs> Hold on a second. What do you mean how many days are there Lent? Uh, you know, all I know is ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, and then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. How that do sounds, I know? No, that sounds too long already. <laughs> Just watch out for scabies. See, That's all you, I can say. You started this. You created Just it. Watch. You and Sid. Now, all of a sudden, what was going to be a very harmonious, loving day for me and Nancy. Now, now it's scabies gate. That's right, this scabies skate. How romantic. You had to bring that up. You, James Flippin. Oofa! <laughs> With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYC. This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Read. Cooper. Well, school was out yesterday here in New York City. As I am joined on this Valentine's Day for the Rip and Read, St. Valentine's Day, with my Valentine, Nancy, who I've just given a beautiful gift to. You see that? You see that wrong way, Lou Rufino? I don't throw nickels around like manhole covers, okay? You see that, Justin? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Do the right thing for your gal pal, all right? I gotta set the example here for the crew. Is that what I am, your gal pal? No, no, you're my wife, <laughs> the keeper. That's it. All right, but yesterday, with the threat of snow, they expected anywhere maybe from five to eight inches in the city preemptively ahead of time. Chancellor Banks, who's the head of the Department of Education (DOE), the acronym stands for dumbest organization ever. Because they spend $36 billion out of a city budget of $109 billion. So that's almost a third. And they inevitably always get it wrong. 
So they alerted all the parents or guardians, keep your kids at home, uh, let them do what they did during COVID, the lockdown and the pandemic, uh, and uh, they'll just have to take their lessons virtually on their laptop. Well, the kids were forced to open up their laptops, probably screaming and arguing with their mother or father or whomever, and nothing worked. Nothing worked. They couldn't even play their games that they would normally do in between sessions. So uh, Chancellor Banks, yesterday at the weekly press conference that Eric Adams has in order to take off-topic questions because he can't seem to handle it the other six days of a week, uh, Chancellor Banks was there naturally handling it because you know damn well, Nancy, before they came out, said, man, you called it, Banks. All I did was sign off on it. You're going to have to explain why the whole system didn't work and parents are melting down the phone about our incompetency. IBM is the one who authenticates their users and the user names. And, uh, and, and, and in a word, uh, IBM was not ready for prime time. What? There are a lot of people who uh, invest in IBM stock, right? That would be considered a... Gold stock. Yeah, he's talking about like a <clears throat> worldwide international connections, and they were having trouble with one city connection. Can I hear that again, wrong way, Lou Rafino? If if you had a bet on who is more competent, <laughs> IBM or the Department of Education of the City of New York, just listen to Chancellor Banks. He wants you to know the city runs its stuff good, but it's IBM's fault. IBM is the one who authenticates their users and the user names. And, uh, and, and, and in a word, uh, IBM was not ready for prime time. And then he doubled down, Nancy. He doubled down. IBM's response that, uh, we, we didn't realize, you know, uh, over 900,000 kids were going to get on at the same time. Duh. Th- th- that's what this was for. And that's what we were preparing for. So I, I, I share the frustration. Uh, but I think our team, our internal team, Checked all the boxes of the things that we were supposed to do, um, but we'll do the uh, we'll do the postmortem on this and figure out what happened. I mean, first of all, so they they set this system up initially during COVID. This is like when they were supplying all the kids going to public schools with, uh, you know, their own like iPad if they didn't have the computers at home. So this isn't their first time around uh, doing this. And if you're going to have this as a like a setup as an alternate plan. <clears throat> to think that, because <clears throat> what he kept getting asked was, well, how come you just didn't do a dry run of this prior to knowing how many kids you have in the school and like what their usage is going to be at any given moment? And that's what they didn't have an answer for. They said, well, we didn't do it, but they should have, they should have taken the responsibility and had it done correctly. So they dropped the ball and they're just trying to blame IBM now. Not, not only that, IBM doesn't need the Department of Education's business to satisfy <laughs> its investors. Probably after what Banks was saying about him yesterday. They're like, why do we even bother? How much money do we make out of that contract? Oh, and, and yeah, they, that was like the worst press you could give because every time they could throw IBM's name out, they did. And it really looked like the entire fault lied with them. I mean, meanwhile, they should have done a test run of this. You know, they should have it set up where kids periodically maybe, you know, you start transitioning them a little bit because, and, and no one's asking the question too. It's like, well, if you've done this before during COVID, why was it such an utter failure this time around? Well, I think Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan mayor of the illegal aliens, realized that uh, the chancellor of the Department of Education, dumbest organization ever, was sort of hanging out 
the city to drive. So he tried to approach it a little differently. IBM, I'm hoping this was a teaching moment for them as well. Uh, we expect more from our partners and our vendors uh, to give us the product that we're paying for. And today they did not do that. Well, that's how you know you're dealing with someone who doesn't know how to make contracts because you're not supposed to have uh, on your dime a teaching moment for someone else. So oh, right on. there, that's a problem. Hold on. I need to hear that again. I, I'm having a movie flashback here. I need to hear that again, Wrong Way Lou Rufino. IBM, I'm hoping this was a teaching moment for them as well. Uh, we expect more from our partners and our vendors uh, to give us the product that we're paying for. And today they did not do that. Nancy, did you ever see Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2? Yes. Remember remember that famous line? It almost sounds just like what the mayor said. The CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. <laughs> I want to hear that one more time. I mean, that, that's like right out of Terminator 2. The CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. IBM, I'm hoping this was a teaching moment for them as well. Uh, we expect more from our partners and our vendors uh, to give us the product that we're paying for. And today they did not do that. <laughs> well, first of all, that's a little disingenuous because I don't think there's any expectations of vendors based on what we're seeing in New York City. <laughs> wow. They, if you notice, under the Eric Adams uh, mayoralty, they're never wrong. They never mess up to fess up. Well, that's why God appointed him. Oh, that's right. I forgot all about it. <laughs> He's omnipotent. That's right. Omnipotent. Pretentious. <laughs> oh, my God. They're never wrong. It, look, if you were taking bets on this, just from people who don't know all the principles, and you were to say the public school system of New York or IBM, which do you think dropped the ball on any given day? Well, you t yeah, and you're talking about logging into the system, so I'm going to go with the public schools. <laughs> they couldn't log in. And then, of course, the man wanted to get out of this one because he, he realized, I think, he was burning in rubber and maybe burning a vendor here without a replacement. So he talked about what he does specifically in terms of thinking about the people he thinks about all the time instead of us, the citizens, the migrants. We came up with a real plan that allowed people to take the next step on their journey in this country and pursuing the American dream. So he's not the swagger man with no plan anymore. He actually has a plan. Could I hear that one more time? Because you may be right. I may no longer be able to call him swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens. We came up with a real plan that allowed people to take the next step on their journey in this country and pursuing the American dream. Right. I'm curious what the details are. Give me more. Okay. All right. Hold on. Remember, he's always short on details. Okay. He's a lot of razzmatazz. Oh, yeah. uh, you know. Oh, very ambitious. Very ambitious. Yeah, yeah. So like a that. little bit of hip-hop lingo because he is the hip-hop mayor. The Renaissance man. But he was getting really, like, deep into this family thing. No child or family should grow up in a hotel or in a herc or in any other non-traditional household. We are being not only responsible, we're being humane as we invest in the future of our migrants and asylum seekers. Wait, I, th I thought they were just passing through for 28 days. Now right. we're investing in their future? Right, right. It's like, what the hell is this guy talking about? We're partners. That's right. <laughs>
He doesn't want them to stay here. He just basically wants him to cop a squat, you know, get your, get your affairs in order. You stay. If you happen to be a, a mother and a child, you get 60 days, but then you got to move yeah, on. Way, way, way to keep people at bay from coming to New York City. You're telling them now we're willing to invest in your future. Like what? Yeah, I could see. Wait a second. The, uh, what is that? The gown and cap, the tassel <laughs> to the left, the tassel to the right. Well, remember, he was saying he wanted to give them a free college education. Justin remembers that because Sid Rosenberg freaked out in the morning. He wanted to enroll them in Sullivan County Community College at R, the taxpayer's expense, which is right next to his mother's home in the Jewish Himalayas. I'm, I'm, the Catskills. Re- I'm rethinking paying my student loans back at this point. <laughs> now, you're a lawyer, right? I am. Uh, where did you graduate from? Uh, Brooklyn Law School. Okay, Brooklyn Law. You have the bony feeties. You you uh, were a criminal defense attorney for a while at uh, uh, 100 Skimmerhorn Street. Brooklyn. Scary place. And uh, an e-attorney. That's what you do now for us when you do the deep dive. Correct. You got to explain this. Now, I know Eric Adams, uh, swagger man with no plan, is not a lawyer. He's not. He's like the former mayor, the dope from Park Slope, comrade Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, who single-handedly destroyed this city that we love with his crooked wife, Charlene, when they stole $1.5 billion of a non-existent program called Thrive that was supposed to help homeless people, emotionally disturbed people, and the only thing it helped, it didn't help anyone. Who got? It helped Bubkis. It helped the de Blasios, and I know you're on the case of them, but please explain legally what this means, Nancy. As I've always stated, we're going to always follow the law, lawful law. Hmm. You got to play that again. What? What? As I've always stated, we're going to always follow the law, lawful law. Now, when you went to Brooklyn Law School, did any of your law school professors ever explain what that means? No, there was no distinction made about that. Can we get maybe uh, a little note, uh, Justin Ellick, from uh, Judge Weinberg uh, to explain what the hell that meant? Yeah, I think it's probably like the do as I say, you know, do what I say and as I do, because he has one set of laws. I I have a feeling like it's an asterisk next to everything he wants to change. It's like Eric's update to the law. (laughs) I got to hear that one last time. I've never heard anything so ridiculous in my life. As I've always stated, we're going to always follow the law, lawful law. Ah, so now I get it. That's why he doesn't cooperate with ICE, Immigration and okay, Naturalization so not Service. Lawful laws. Okay. That's right. That's not lawful law. Anyway, up next, on this on Valentine's Day extravaganza, where I gave a beautiful present beautiful. to my Valentine, my wife Nancy, the best thing that ever happened to me in my entire life, which will soon be 70 years old in March. Up next, a description of what I've been dealing with in the Bronx yesterday, our 45th anniversary of the Guardian Angels, when we first began to ride the number four train in the Bronx. I was a night manager, and it was almost exactly where the shooting by those gangbangers occurred in Mount Eden on what used to be called the Muggers Express. You don't want to miss this. Happy Valentine's Day. Talking about this is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Someone-
We have come full circle, ladies and gentlemen, on this St. Valentine's Day with my gorgeous wife Nancy here, helping me on the rip and read as she helps me with the guardian angels with the animal welfare division. But um, I got to think back to what it was like 45 years ago, because last night was our 45th anniversary when I took out that very first patrol on that number four train that you've been hearing all about and watching, in which uh, there are three thugs, three gangbangers on the loose, for having shot five and killing one, making six. And it is a reminder to me how there was a call to action that prompted me to say we got to start patrolling that number four train on February 13th in 1979. You know the rest of the history. And it was because of gangs. And it was because of shootings. Because at that very moment, the cult movie classic, The Warriors by Paramount came out that talked about gang battles on the subways. And it truly was. It was their turf. You didn't have enough police officers, especially at night, in the off-peak hours from 7 p.m. to to 5 a.m. in the morning. And that's when we were propelled to begin on patrols. But listen, yesterday to uh, the NYPD chief of detectives, uh, Joseph Kenny, describe what had transpired just the day before on that number four train going north right to the Mount Eden station at the beginning of rush hour. We have two groups known to each other. They get on the train. We have one group getting on the train at 125th Street in Manhattan. We have the other group getting on on 161 Street in the Bronx near Yankee Stadium. Once the groups come together on the train, there's a verbal dispute that quickly leads to a physical fight. Like a scene right out of the Warriors. Remember that classic line where one gang is taunting the other gang? Warriors come out to play. Warriors come out to So it's clear these two gangs were taunting one another, whether they were throwing signs at one another, just talking trash. But that was the whole basis of the Warriors. You know, the Warriors had to battle their way from Van Cortland Park, last stop in the number one train, all the way down to Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue, and deal with adversaries all along the line. And what was interesting, too, was the the chief, when he sort of explains away a little bit, he seems that he's like trying to, you know, calm people down. Oh, it, it wasn't a random shooting. It's, it was between people who knew each other. Like, that makes it better. It's still on the subway. Well, once he announced who was shot, the body count, I don't think anybody thought of it any longer, Chief, as a random shooting. We have one male who's unfortunately one DOA. He shot in the chest. He's a male, 35. We have a female, 14, shot in the foot. We have a male, 29, shot in the arm. We have a female, 29, shot in the face and neck. We have a male, 14, shot in the leg and ear. And we have a male, 71 years old, shot in the thumb. Random shooting? Well, that, that, yeah, apparently, I don't, I don't think the 71-year-old was part of that group, so he must have been a random bystander in that situation. But again, to say that you know these groups, they knew each other beforehand... 
that's all good and well, except that they're taking out their aggression on the subway where everyone else is traveling. Random shooting chief? No. This is extraordinarily unusual. We haven't seen these kind of shootings since I started the Guardian Angels back on February 13th in 1979. But per... What we're talking about, the Warriors, and if you've never seen it here, this will describe uh, both visually and in action what dealing with the subways were like in the late 70s. The graffiti, the crime, the violence. And in this case, we got three gangbangers on the lam. The cops have uh, photos, but they're wearing, you know, the masks like, hey, uh, no, no, no more COVID-19. They should restrict people from wearing these masks. Unless they're like 78 years old. We're not assuming they're going to be doing drive-by shootings and and gangbanging shootings on the train. But remember that other classic moment in the Warriors? Female DJ with these coho lips with bright red painted lips describing the pursuit of those who are on the lam. Latest sports news off the street bothers. The baseball furies dropped the ball, made an error. Our friends are on second base and trying to make it all the way home. But the inside word is that the odds are against them. Stay tuned, Bobbers. Stay tuned. Yes, the odds are against it. The NYPD will eventually catch them. Uh, But they look like, from the photos, they're all teenagers. They're all thuggish teenagers. They already have been culturated into gangs. There are so many up in the Bronx. Uh, so it's almost, again, full circle. Uh, when I started the Guardian Angels, uh, Nancy, uh, there were the uh, Black Spades, Savage Skulls, Savage Nomads. I can go on and on. Now, they were more readily identifiable because they had cut-off lead jackets. They had rockets and patches on the back. They were trying to sort of look like the Hells Angels uh, forever without the Harley Davidsons. But, I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, my God, we've come full circle. You don't, You think people are going to feel safe on the subway? That's why we are recommitting our efforts to patrolling the subway, but especially that number four. Now, you notice at that press conference, the mayor didn't say he was going to put on a bulletproof vest and ride the subways. Instead, he wanted to change the subject because he ain't... He ain't getting no street cred with that Fendi scarf over the bulletproof vest. Over, over the $5,000 suit. Right, right. Homeboys, homegirls ain't going to give him no respect when you're coming on with a bulletproof vest with your Fendi scarf. That's a seven dollars $800 scarf over it. Instead, he, looked, he liked to talk about how he was being driven around in the taxpayer-funded SUV, you know, to just speculate on what's going on in the streets of the city of New York. What we have done is working. I drive around the city all the time and see, do we have encampments? Do we have people sleeping uh, in large tent settings? No. Is he like circling around just one block? (laughs) Because I see it everywhere. Uh, Wrong way, Lou Ruffino. You must play that again because, again, after a discussion about violent crime in the subway, gangs shooting at one another, injured parties, he decides to flex and tell us how he's not taking the subways, but he's riding around in the taxpayer-funded SUV with cops with guns protecting him, and he knows what he can see. What we have done is working. I drive around the city all the time and see, do we have encampments? Do we have people sleeping uh, in large tent settings? No. 
So that's his his standard for success. <laughs> Nancy, <laughs> the mayor and his staff. Who listen now? Not the yeah. mayor, but his staff. There, there is a staff person assigned. It's called the Curtis Sleewood desk. What is he saying today? And they have him at one police plaza listening. Go on my social networking. You can see what we posted about our 45th anniversary. A little bit of a sort of fade back to what was. But if you go through the other pages of my Facebook, my Instagram, my Twitter, my TikTok, how many times, Nancy, have we posted pictures of the homeless and emotionally disturbed sleeping in the subway, sleeping on the moving trains? Well, you notice he didn't say they're in the subway. He's speaking about above ground, right? So he's he's purposely looking the other way. And and that's actually incorrect, too. It's, there are encampments directly outside the Randall's um, Island facility, which have been well documented. The people who don't get in, that's why there's like this little um, you know group of people now living out there who are actually going into the facilities, using them. So that's an actual encampment right there, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, that's uh, his tents versus their tents. <laughs> His tent for the thousand uh, illegal aliens, single able-bodied young men of military age. Oh, and the pop-ups outside of it. That's right. We can get in. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. The Venezuelan uh, migrant gangs are controlling it. Uh, But, yeah, because they have either been evicted, kicked out, or they can't find any housing, they have set up these pop-up tents right outside. And I told you the other day, too. I saw on the West Side Highway there's tents. So that's going to start even more so. You saw them while they were... Uh, women with their children begging, knocking on the windows. Uh, those are probably the Venezuelans, uh, similar to what's happening out near Floyd Bennett and with Field. That, and with the congestion pricing, everyone's going to be thrown onto the highways. It's going to be massive begging going on. Well, that's more money for them, right? Yeah. It's good because of the baby. That's why people give it. And then he really got bent out of shape because, as you know, he's Mr. Culinary. If there's one thing about Eric Adams, he wants to be our mommies and daddies. In fact, he's the kind of person you could be sitting down. Like Sid Rosenberg was at this, uh, what was that, this Zaji's very exclusive restaurant last night with Eric Adams. And I would bet you if Sid Rosenberg was eating something that Eric Adams thought was unhealthy for Sid, he's the kind of guy who would put his hands in Sid's mouth and pull it out and say, eat this as the alternative. There was an article in the New York Post, well done, about the new school menus and how children and young adults are just dumping them in the garbage. Well, Mr. Holistic Homeopathic Eric Adams, the vegan, vegetarian, whatever he is today, took great offense to that. There was an article on uh, our new food uh, program, and it reflected on, you know, that food is being wasted for the most part. Yeah, it is. Hey, look, you're not the only one. Federal mandated food. You go to a, a, a public school, they put food on your tray you don't even want. So let's say, Nancy, you were in uh, junior high school and all you wanted was a banana and a milk. No, they say you have to have the cereal, you have to have this, and it all gets dumped. So that was happening before Eric Adams. But he's talking about the specificity of the food plan he has put together. He is the dietitian. He is the nutritionist. He is the one who's going to do a better job with your kids and grandchildren than you're doing. Just listen. If you would look, you would see that those are fruits and vegetables and grains. Uh, the left bag is a bag of what looked like greenery. And the right 
I mean, the left photo and the right photo is of uh, fruits and vegetables. Oh, I know. Of, uh, that you see in the rice, it's still like brown rice or, or grain. It could be couscous um, as well. And, and FYI, he's describing what the contents of a garbage bag. By the way, could I hear that? Because I want to go dumpster diving <laughs> after I heard that. Are you kidding? If you were a homeless person with nothing to eat and you heard all that food was being thrown away every day by the kids in the public school system because they weren't into that kind of food. Man, I'd be dumpster diving. Please, wrong way, Lou Rufino, play that for me again. If you would look, you would see that those are fruits and vegetables and grains. Uh, the left bag is a bag of what looked like greenery. And the right, I mean, the left photo and the right photo is of uh, fruits and vegetables. Um, that you see in the rice, it's still like brown rice or, or grain. It could be couscous um, as well. I don't understand. Why couldn't we just tell the children, the young adults, if you're not going to eat it, put it on the side. We're spending millions of dollars to feed migrants, although they'll probably claim it's not culturally appropriate. But we got so many shelters with homeless people. I'm sure the men or the women or the children would eat some of that, especially if you're hungry. Yeah, and I think those kids would gladly trade the couscous for a slice of pizza. By the way, what is couscous? I don't know, but apparently it looks like what was in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, have no fear. Nothing gets wasted in the public school system cafeteria. Because we have a holistic approach of what the chancellor is doing, it goes into composting. Uh, even the trays and the uh, utensils is part of our, uh, the culinary is part of our composting program. And so this is not trash, it's composting. We rather it goes into the bodies of our children, but we're not wasting anything as we have a holistic approach of dealing with improving our environments as well. So now we should be happy because we're paying a high price for compost, is what he's saying. So Top dollar compost. You're right. With this better food for the children, <laughs> it costs more. So we toss it into the trash bag, which the kids are doing, because, you know, they rebel. They, 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 on Fridays, you know what they want. They want pizza. They want the generic English muffin in which you put a, a piece of government cheese on it, you know, hunch ketchup, and then you microwaved it, and that was your pizza. That sounds like lunch to me. <laughs> but don't worry about it. Even though they're all throwing the food away, it's going to be composted. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Well, Anthony Weiner, left versus right Saturdays. Uh, There's a bit of a controversy again. We'll get to that momentarily. Four to five, uh, right after your two-hour extravaganza, two to four. You talk a lot about the Swazi-Mazi race. You knew Swazi quite well, and I certainly talked about it. I was on the South Shore last night uh, for the losing side and on the North Shore. There was Swazi flexing your analysis of what we saw in the final count. Well, look, Democrats have been winning consistently in these off-year elections. And frankly, they've been winning consistently ever since 2016. 
And you got to wonder, because in this case, the race turned into a thing about immigration and the Democrat did fine. He said, look, I'm not running away from the issue. I think we do need to fix the borders. I think we do need some common sense reform. And it's the Republicans that walked away. And it's also interesting to note that you've spent more time around that Creedmoor area than maybe anyone has. They voted heavily for Swazi. I think his years in office and I think Grace Mang and other people, I think, well, we, it turned out that immigration was not the silver bullet that Republicans thought it was. Well, I think uh, with the people I spoke with uh, around uh, uh, Glen Oaks, Floral Park, Bell Rose, Little Neck, they knew Swazi. Right. They weren't like uh, for toots for Swazi, but they really didn't know Mazi. And coming off the heels of George Santos, where they got burnt big time. Uh, and in the waning days of the campaign, the last 72 hours, he went full throttle on that. It's like, what, you want another George Santos, somebody you don't know? Look, you may not love me, but you know me. Well, that's the thing. I think that their strategy, Cairo and the other guy's strategy of keeping her under wraps as much as possible, in any other year might be an okay strategy. But when you're coming off of the voters there feeling kind of burned, like you said, I think it was a mistake to kind of keep her under wraps. And I also think... Choosing someone who is clearly leaning into the heavy support for Israel in that community might have overplayed that hand a little bit because it turned out things like immigration and crime and other things were bigger issues. But I I think that this is – I don't think it's a bellwether. I don't even think the same district's going to exist maybe once they redistrict. So it's not really clear it means all that much. But as close as margins are in Washington, it's a bad sign. Another thing, it distracts a little bit from the issue of the day, which was how how Biden's memory was. Now, I don't want you to be distracted because I'm pissed. I started with you on left versus right. Mentored me. And uh, all of a sudden, I get the call when I was diagnosed with scabies, which I still have, itching up. It's a scratchathon. John Katzmantidis said, oh, no, no, you stay you stay home. You, you got to deal with this. Okay. He jumps in with you Saturday, 4 to 5. The rating skyrocketed. Now, all of a sudden, Mr. Big Stuff, who does he think he is? He's the owner. He's the operator. He's a talk show host of his own uh, of his own good. And then he decides he's going to go like four straight with you. He's running the table. And then I'm ready to get back in, coach. Put me in, coach. He says, nah, nah, you're like my ball boy, my bad boy of the Ferry Hawks in Staten Island. I'm putting in Roger Stone from the Stone Zone that's on Sundays from 4 to 6. And the ratings went through the roof. And now he's in the bullpen with you again. We're going to roll it back this week. But, yeah, listen, Roger Stone's – but I am loyal to you, Curtis. You say the word, and if – well, frankly, if you say the word, I really won't jump. But if the other guy last name beginning with – with-